This is WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker. Right now, that time is 8.15. You're listening to WGNS on this Monday morning, today, the 28th of November. And in studio with us this morning from the Rutherford County Schools, we have James Evans, the Communications Director, and also the School Choice Coordinator, Dr. Caitlin Bullard. How are both of y'all doing this morning? Doing great. Thanks for having us. Doing well. Thank you. Definitely. I, I guess starting off this morning, uh, first kind of explain what the School Choice Program is for folks who may not know. Absolutely. So our school choice program is basically an opportunity for our families to select a school within Rutherford County Schools that meets the needs of their individual students. In the past, we've been able to offer eight schools within our choice program, but this year we're excited to expand that option to 26 schools where families will be able to uh, submit an application for their child to attend that school for the upcoming school year. So is there now a choice school in every area of Rutherford County, Laverne, Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Eagleville, all of those areas? There will be. So some of those schools are across the different grade bands. So that's 26 across all pre-K through 12th grade grade bands. Um, But they do represent every area geographically across our district. So for a parent listening, what are some of the deciding factors that they would look at in saying, well, you know, this is where I would really want my child to go? Yeah, so we have five different types of choice schools. So the first thing that a parent would want to consider is which type of those schools is going to be the best fit for their student. We offer academic magnet schools where there are specific criteria that the student would have to meet in order to get into that program. We offer advanced academic schools for our high school students. We offer a virtual school. We do have a charter school that plans to open in the Smyrna Laverne area next year. And then we have our Rutherford County virtual school. In addition to those, we have local community schools that are a great fit for many of our students. So the parent would want to consider which fit would be the best and, of course, which um, school they'll be able to transport their student to and from each day. Uh, Again, Dr. Caitlin Bullard. So as far as transportation goes, I I guess depending on what area the student lives in and what the school is they're looking at, there may not be transportation provided. That's correct. We are able to offer transportation to our families that live in the Smyrna and Laverne area who would like their student to attend Central Magnet or Oakland at High School's International Baccalaureate program. But at this time, we're not able to offer transportation to every choice school. So a family would need to consider what's going to be most convenient to where they live, where they work, and and what's going to work for them. So looking back at the history of choice schools in Tennessee and here in Rutherford County, when did choice schools really become a thing? Choice schools have been a thing for a really long time in Tennessee, but what we see is that they are continuing to expand across districts. We have a lot of support from Governor Lee's administration to expand school choice. And so that's really been a part of the growing conversation over the past five years. And we see that through things like the expansion of charter schools. Um, There are schools across or districts across the state of Tennessee that have been offering more choice schools for some time. So we're excited to be able to offer now actually more choice schools in the 23-24 school year than many of the districts across the state. It seems like a lot has changed with education over the years with certain focuses being on things like the arts and of course STEAM. We hear that all the time in the news. Um, But what are some of the other changes being made within the schools? 
Well, some of our schools in Rutherford County do specialize in things like STEAM and the arts. Other schools specialize in their academic programs. Um, Many of our high schools offer specific programs like mechatronics and things that will really prepare students for the workforce and that college and career piece. Um, And so that's something that we are seeing a lot of support for in both our community and at the state level um, in terms of funding and expanding those programs. And then we have schools that are just carrying out the high-quality academic piece that we would expect from any school in Rutherford County. So with Mechatronics, for example, I know MTSU has a a real big program in Mechatronics. With that, are there huge needs in, in those fields like Mechatronics within the community as far as the workforce and more workers needed in that area? There absolutely are. And one of the things that our career and technical education department does a stellar job of is working with community partners, working with the Chamber of Commerce, and really trying to focus in on what the high five jobs are, the most um, needs are in the county, as well as the highest paying salaries, so that we can ensure that we're producing students who are prepared for the workforce, prepared to be productive citizens, and um, also can support their, their families and themselves on that. And Mechatronics is a great example of what what you are talking about because that's one of those things where industry came to us through the chamber saying, we have these needs, we're having a hard time filling these positions. And so it started at Oakland High School several years ago. Motlow has a program now that that it feeds into, and then MTSU has their four-year program. So students have a choice of deciding how far they want to go in the educate the academic part of that pathway but can be working while they're doing it too and a lot of times these companies will uh, once they get started we can get them the siemens level one certification out of high school and then once they're in uh, the workforce if they choose to go directly into the workforce a lot of these companies will pay for them to go back and do their associates and then if they want their bachelors and it's and so it's it's it benefits everyone involved the schools the kids and the the companies. I know several years ago, I, I believe it was TCAT that started working with Nissan very heavily, and they built a TCAT campus right across from the Nissan manufacturing facility in Smyrna, which again highlights how I, I guess corporations, manufacturers, different companies come directly to the state and say, Hey, we need more workers in this category. Can you help us? And the next thing you know, education is part of that is that what happens at the county school level as well yeah the chamber tells us that there are usually two questions that that corporations will ask when they're moving here one is what's the public education system like you know and and unfortunately we have two great ones here and so they're able to talk about that but the second's always what's your workforce like you know do you have the workforce that can support the jobs that we're bringing and so it, it all ties together and and the chamber the high five areas that um, Dr. Buller was talking about a minute ago, the chamber has five industry councils that meet every quarter and the schools are part of that, business is part of that, chamber is part of that. And we talk about the specific needs and ways that we can tailor programs to help them fill those needs, um, you know, to get that pipeline going. Again, James Evans also with us, a communications director for the county school system. Looking back, I know you've been part of the county schools for a lot of years. So looking back when you first started, were there relationships like this 10, 15 years ago where the Chamber of Commerce would say, these are categories we need some help in? 
there was always a partnership with the chamber. We used to have something known as the Business Education Partnership. A lot of times that was schools asking various businesses or companies or agencies to adopt a school, help them with some of the needs they were having. But as far as this, um, you know, the school system feeding into the workforce and tailoring programs to their needs, that's something that really started about, I would say, about eight years ago. It really got a big push on that, and it's just been growing and getting stronger ever since then. It seems like it's a much better model when compared to years past where you're actually focusing on the jobs that really need some help in or companies that need help in filling certain areas, certain jobs. So it, it does seem like something that would be really positive. I think we all benefit from it because we, we know that our economy here relies on these jobs and these job makers to come here. That's what's made Rutherford County so resilient to some of the um, – economic issues we've had you know back in the uh, 2008 time we didn't have as big of a hit in this county because we have those strong ties to business and lot, lots of different diversity with uh, our employers we're not just relying on just one industry anymore we have a variety of, of companies who have located here but we've got to be able to supply them with um, the workforce they need but then it also them being here gives opportunities for our students that other communities don't have I mean I'm not bragging but I, I just I do love that we are the envy of a lot of smaller counties that said we wish we had those kinds of opportunities for our students and it's because of these this kind of symbolic or a symbiotic relationship that we have with um, our chamber and the industry another really cool thing I think that we've seen over the last few years we see a lot of high schoolers who graduate with college credits they are able to actually take some college courses while in high school so that when they become a freshman in college they've already got a lot of stuff knocked out no it's more than that Laverne High School has a t-shirt and I they've sent me a, a like kind of my ceremonial uh, version of that but it says I, I finished my associate's degree the weekend before uh, like they graduated from community college the weekend before they actually got their high school diploma. We had two years ago, we had 35 students who did that and they had their caps, special caps they wore during graduation. They they literally graduated from community college and then the next weekend actually got their high school diploma. So uh, that that kind of stuff is growing as well. So if I'm not mistaken, most associate degrees are what, a four semester college program? So, T- so typically. some of these kids are graduating high school with basically two years of college under their belt right they're going into if they choose to go into a four-year program they're going in as juniors uh, straight out of high school which is great it, it's pretty wild to think about and i'm sure it also helps out the families because it's saving them some money as well yeah that's right because they're able to use some of their tennessee promise money during high school and so they can go ahead and start cashing in on some of those opportunities as well so going back to the choice school program within Rutherford County, I know Dr. Bullard, you were talking about all the different schools that have or are labeled as choice schools. If a parent listing wants to sign their child up, if they want to learn more about it, I believe there's a meeting coming up where they can really, I guess, get more details. Yeah, so the first place that I would direct parents to is our website. Um, if they go to rcschools.net slash choice, they'll be able to see our full choice guide on there, which details information about every school that we're offering, the number of seats that are going to be offered, and how to apply. Um, but we also would encourage parents to come out next Thursday on December 8th between 4.30 and 6.30. We'll be at Smyrna Middle School for our first ever school choice fair. And we're very excited to have all of our schools will be represented that'll be open choice schools. Um, and they will be there to talk 
talk to families, talk about what their programs look like. We'll have an opportunity to, for families to go ahead and apply with support right there on the spot. Um, we even have some business partners that will be in attendance and that have offered up some gift cards for a raffle. So we're excited about next Thursday from 430 to 630 at Smyrna Middle. And going back again, you said the Choice School programs, they start as young as kindergarten? Yes, we even have some pre-K seats available. So pre-K through 12th grade. So what, what do they do at that level? Because it seems like there, there's so many fundamentals that are being taught in pre-K, kindergarten, first grade. So what, what can you focus on at that level? So our pre-K, um, we always we have throughout the district pre-K programs available, but we actually have a couple of schools that are able to offer pre-K to students who are outside of their zone. So we're excited about that. That does build the fundamentals. Um, in pre-K, they're doing a lot of that through play, um, building their early literacy skills, their interpersonal skills, communication skills. So all great opportunities for our students. Now, is, is pre-K a grade that is required by the state, or is that a, a choice that parents can make? It is a choice that parents can make, but one of the things that's really wonderful about our voluntary pre-K program is that it is something that's available to our students at no cost. It seems like kids today are a lot smarter in a lot of areas than, let's say, in the 1980s. Just looking at the level of courses that kids are taking today, is there some truth behind that? Well, I think that depends on what data you're looking at, but as far as the number of course offerings that we're able to provide in terms of advanced placement, like you were saying, college credit, um, Cambridge program, International Baccalaureate, and then of course all of those career and technical courses, there are definitely more offerings than those advanced pathways than ever before. I know a lot of parents are worried today about the, the social mixing, I guess, of kids and their ability to have good social skills because it's a lot harder, I guess, in these times because so many children are focused on using their phone for everything. They're on different social media outlets and they're not interacting the same way that kids of the 1970s, 80s, 90s once did. So what is being done in those areas? Well, one big thing that we did this year was um, we no longer allow well, we do permit phones to be at school. that's that's we, but it's we are restricting somewhat how they can be used. If they have permission to use them in class for some sort of class project or something like that, that's one thing. But otherwise, phones are expected to be put away. And we did that because uh, many teachers had reported to our board uh, that they had just become such a distraction. Kids were pulling out phones constantly. And, and, and I'm guilty of it too. You know, we uh, we talk about that at home as a family that, you know, we, we too often will be sitting at the table together and realize that all of us have our phones out for some reason. And so, you know, the same kinds of things that are happening at home were happening at schools where it's just becoming second nature. And so we expected a lot more uh, resistance <laughs> to that, but actually it's worked out pretty well. And uh, they, they seem to understand the importance of why we're doing it. And I'm sure there's going to be times when a student doesn't want to put their phone away, but it's not been as big of, of a problem as we thought it would be to get them to kind of pull back some on that. Did you see more of a problem with phones after the whole COVID-19 pandemic? Because I know a lot of kids were obviously on their phones almost 24-7 during the whole COVID 
incident because they were not at school sometimes. I think since the advent of the smartphone, you know, 12, 13 years ago when they really started becoming popular, it's just been growing ever since then. And like I said, we're all guilty of it. We, there's so, we all have a computer in our pocket now. We can look up information at any time, information or entertainment. Uh, and so I don't necessarily think it was just a COVID thing. Um, I think that uh, our reliance on that kind of technology actually probably helped during COVID because so many people were already familiar with it and helped us get through some of those you know, virtual classes and things like that. Um, so, But I wouldn't put it on COVID shoulders. I think it was just something that has been growing for a while and that we needed to set some boundaries and we've been trying that this year. Right now that time is 8.31. We're going to take a short break. And if you have any questions this morning for the county schools, you can text those in at 615-893-1450. Our guest today, Communications Director James Evans for the Rutherford County Schools, and then also Rutherford County School Choice Coordinator Dr. Caitlin Bullard, both in studio this morning. Again, you can text us at 615-893-1450. We'll take a short break and then be right back. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant. Demas has offered gift cards that you can get in any value. You know, those times where someone gives you gifts, you weren't really prepared. It's one of those things that's nice and easy to hand back out, but they're amazing gifts for teachers, for family and friends, and we always offer specials depending on how many gift cards that you get as well. You can go straight down to the restaurant, and our cashiers are happy to help you with any of those gift cards. Demas's Restaurant. 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. They have wonderful people who work here. Terry Deal, who was over in Independent. Terry was out there with her two little girls picking up limbs, and I thought, that's not part of her job. She's over. But she, that's the way she is. And that's what I found that so many of the people who work here, they go above and beyond of what their job is. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Community Christmas, There's No Place Like Home, is Friday, December 2nd, starting at 5.30 p.m. on our downtown Murfreesboro Square. Brought to you by presenting sponsor, Middle Tennessee Electric. Join your neighbors for this free event, including live performances, Santa himself, activities for children, caroling, and carriage rides. Nightingale Brass will perform after the tree is lit from 7 to 8, while pictures with Santa are in the courthouse. Join us December 2nd as Main Street lights up the holidays downtown. Learn to make money five ways with rental real estate. Double your money with apartments and get your map to financial freedom. And that map starts with a free workshop. Sign up now at lifestylesunlimited.com. Click on the Join Free Workshop tab and attend online or in person. That's lifestylesunlimited.com. Lifestylesunlimited.com. Again, that's lifestylesunlimited.com. Limited seating, unlimited potential. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.34. You're listening to WGNS on this Monday morning, today the 28th of November. 
And of course, we're broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios, Middle Tennessee Electric, supplying power to the station's 328-foot tower in downtown Murfreesboro. Middle Tennessee Electric, serving to make life better since 1936. And once more this morning, we have from the Rutherford County Schools in studio this morning, we have James Evans, Director of Communications, and also Dr. Caitlin Bullard with the School Choice Program. She's the School Choice Coordinator for Rutherford County. And once more, just kind of give us a little uh, highlight of what the School Choice Program is. Yeah, absolutely. So the School Choice Program is an opportunity for parents to select the school that's going to be the best fit for their students. We're really working to respond to what we've heard the community wants and to empower our parents with the information about all of the schools that are available. So this coming year, we're going to have 26 schools that are available as choice schools. Um, And those are a wide range of types of schools from academic magnet, advanced academics, our virtual school. Um, Of course, we have schools like Holloway High School and then our local community schools. So we do have a school choice fair coming up next week on Thursday, December 8th from 4.30 to 6.30 at Smyrna Middle School. And that'll be a chance for all of our families to come out and learn about what's available. And we're excited for our applications to go live on December 1st. So that is this week. And we will have a new streamlined application process where parents will be able to go to one location, um, a website called Scribbles through our website, and they'll be able to apply to any of the choice schools through that one location. We had one question here. Somebody saying, my child currently attends Central Magnet School. This is their first year there, and they are about to go into high school as a ninth grader. Will I have to fill out any applications again to make sure that they are able to stay at Central Magnet? That's a great question. So Central Magnet does require that students reapply when they transition from that middle school grade band to the high school grade band. And that's historically been the case and that will continue. So they can be on the lookout for more information from Dr. Ash and the administration at Central Magnet about that application process. Now Central Magnet, because it is a magnet school, is that considered also a choice school? It is. So all of our magnet schools are considered one of our five types of choice schools. Okay. And again, we're talking about the different choice schools in Rutherford County. And once again, there is a meeting coming up December the 8th, which is the more of a, a, I guess, a school fair Mm -hmm. than a meeting. Right. But it's December the 8th. And once more, where is that going to be? That's going to be at Smyrna Middle School and their gymnasium from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. And that is for parents interested in any of the choice schools. That's right. Yes. Any of the 26 choice schools, they'll all be present. We'll also have interpreters available for our Spanish and Arabic speaking families and support for families who need um, assistance with technology applying to any of those 26 schools. Again, that is Dr. Caitlin Bullard. And uh, James, going back to you, um, I, I know she mentioned the different languages at the schools and how you'll have interpreters available. How many different languages are spoken throughout all the county schools? I'm going to turn the tables on you, Scott. Take a guess. How many think you think that we Gosh, serve? I, there's no telling. I, 50? That's more than that. It's double that. It's more wow. than 100 languages are served through our schools. Now, our primary languages are typically, are of course, English, Spanish, and Arabic. Those are the three that we uh, try to always have translations available for, Those the, the, the Spanish and Arabic. Uh, but we have other languages, too, that we serve so many students from a variety of places around the world that we have to contract out a lot to support those families as well. And I guess part of the reason for all those different languages is because Rutherford County is such a fast-growing area, we're seeing corporations and companies move into our area 
literally from all over the world. Absolutely. That's exactly why. Uh, and, of course, our proximity to Nashville, too, you know, we're part of that metro area as well. We, we have, for the most part, affordable living here. And so that's also attractive for a lot of people as well who are relocating to this area. I know just a few years ago, Nissan placed their corporate headquarters in nearby Franklin, Tennessee, which was a big move because they were on the West Coast. Are, are we seeing a lot more of that? I, I mean, I guess I would have to ask the chamber specifically, but are you seeing a lot of that in the county schools as far as first-year students who are coming from the West Coast, coming from anywhere in America? I think we're all seeing a lot of Californians moving here. Uh, we joke about that at the office. Uh, one of the ladies I work with very closely, she moved here recently from California because her entire family moved here. And they said they were fleeing California. They love Tennessee. <laughs> They're hoping that not all the Californians come with them. But yes, we're seeing a lot of people from the West Coast move out here for a variety of reasons. You know, just the 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 cost of living and just the the, the, the type of lifestyle that we offer in this area. Uh, the South has really changed. And I guess one of the impacts that would have on the county school system would be, of course, the rising cost of homes because homes are in, uh, well, they're not in, we don't have as many of homes available, I guess, as we need for all the new residents moving in. So that being said, are you seeing more families moving to Murfreesboro and areas like Murfreesboro, nearby Smyrna and, and so forth? Because, I, let me back up. Those who are moving here, do they have younger children or are they already established families? Uh, it's a variety. Uh, I think you're seeing them in all age groups. You're, we're seeing lots of people move here who have no children, but it just depends on what their needs are. But the, I think the reason that they're being attracted to this area is there are so many opportunities for whatever stage of life that you're in, whether it's retirement or whether it's moving your family here. And when it comes to working with different industries, different businesses all throughout Middle Tennessee, the relationships the county schools have formed with companies like Nissan and many others, what what are they telling you? What are these corporations saying to the county schools that they need the most of? Well, we were actually talking about that during the break. Were you talking about the partnership? Yeah, so we're excited. This year will be our first full year having a partnership with Nissan directly where our students at the Rutherford County Virtual School can actually go for part of the day and spend part of their school day working a shift at Nissan um, and then potentially be eligible upon graduation for full-time employment with Nissan. And often companies like Nissan will pay for, like James said previously, um, for TCAT certifications or for that next level of education. So we are seeing that potential. We're seeing companies say, you know, like we alluded to earlier, that we need this workforce. We want to see these students trained in mechanical, electrical, plumbing, these areas that are hard to staff and hard to fill um, so that they're coming out of high school with the skills where they can enter the workforce if that's what they choose to do. So some students are actually taking on jobs within their school program. That's correct. And we've had work-based learning for quite some time in the district, but it's exciting to see that we, as we develop more and more of these partnerships, like what the virtual school has with Nissan, that our students are able to not only seek out work-based learning on their own and find a, an odd job here or there, but to actually go through a structured program with a company that is there to provide support and to work in direct partnership with the school system. So are these like internships? They're very similar to internships, and our students are getting high school credit while being there. And, and they're getting paid as well. In, in many positions, yes. That's pretty wild. I, I guess, you know, I, I never thought 
things like this would unfold within the schools, especially growing up here. Um, it's really interesting to see all the changes within education. Yeah, we have some, another partnership that's starting, too, with Ascension, you know, the hospital group, and Smyrna High School. There's uh, We have several students who are participating in a, in a similar partnership program through them. And so it's exciting to see those those five industry sectors that we're talking about expand what they're doing with our students because we both benefit from it. It seems like there's so many fields within the medical sector that really have a lot of jobs available all the time. Are, are some of those specialties, be it nursing or be it even a doctor in whatever category that doctor works in, are some of those categories being looked at within the schools and are kids learning about uh, nursing within the schools. Absolutely. I think one of the things that we're focused on are the, are the foundational skills so they can take a certification from high school and then move into what area of medicine they want to pursue. So some of our schools offer the clinical nursing uh, certification and the other one is the CCMA. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what that stands for exactly. Certified yeah. Clinical Medical Assistant, something like that. I believe so. And almost every single one of our schools offers a health science pathway. So like you said, building those basics and the foundation for whatever they want to go into with health sciences and then being prepared to, to do so. So endocrinology, for example, I know there's a shortage of doctors in Middle Tennessee that focus on endocrinology. Are you being that focused in different areas of study to say, well, if you want to go this route, this is what you may need to do to go this route? Well, through some of those partnerships that we've been talking about, the students are being exposed to a variety of different areas of medicine. We're not necessarily teaching that level of course in high school. Again, it's more of the foundational things that we're focusing on, but we're wanting to expose them to the different types of pathways they can pursue as they move forward with their career. So I'm curious, did either one of you looking back, when you were in high school, did did you ever foresee high school being this specialized and focused? I I certainly didn't, and that was not my experience as a student. I think I would have enjoyed the opportunity to explore those specific careers, and it's definitely an asset to our current students. Yeah, I I attended a small high school, and so I, I often talk to my kids about, I wish I'd had these types of opportunities when I was there. I mean, we had we had a good school, but it, it did not have this sort of extracurricular uh, approach that we're taking to these different options. And I'm guessing with kids learning so deeply about certain subjects today versus years back, it's also allowing them to get a much more clear picture of what they want to do when they become an adult and, and may even close the door on some of their ideas that they thought they wanted to do. Yeah, that's really important as well. We've had some students who thought they wanted to be a doctor, for example. They get into these situations where they're doing some clinicals, clinicals and discover they can't stand the sight of blood. And, and so before they've made the mistake of wasting money in college on a, on a pathway that they would not uh, be good at or, or couldn't fulfill, they learn about it in high school and so they can make a change before then. Had another question from a listener asking about scholarship opportunities for those who are seniors going into college. If they focus on a certain area of study in high school, will there be more college scholarship opportunities available for them? And does the school help with those scholarships? 
That certainly depends on the area of study, the college that they want to go to, and several other factors, whether they're going to take advantage of Tennessee Promise. Um, but the counselors at each school are available to assist with many of those questions. And in addition to the counselors, many of our high schools now actually have career coaches as well. And those are great assets, um, people to ask, you know, if I go into this field, what does that look like for me? Are there scholarships available? And between the career coaches and the counselors, they could certainly help connect each student with those opportunities. So when you look at the different high schools we have in Rutherford County and some of the larger ones like Rockville, for example, one of the newest, but yet one of the largest in our area, do they have enough counselors to serve the number of students there? I think all the principals would tell you they would love to have more counselors, but we, you know, it's something our board has tried to add over the years by listening to the high school principals to determine where, so like the career coaches, for example, I believe those used to be the graduation coaches and they've kind of transitioned into that role because the principals let them know that's where we we're seeing the most need is those career coaching opportunities uh, the resource that students need and so that's that's how they fulfill those so these career coaches within each school are they also playing other roles wearing other hats in the school they're at it really depends on the school. So some of our schools, the career coaches come from a background in industry, and they might have a strength in connecting our students with community partners. So for example, at Smyrna High School, they recently had a job fair for their students, and that was really led by their career coach. Some of the other schools, the career coaches are spending a lot of their time meeting individually with every senior to develop a plan for post-secondary education. So we really rely on each career coach's strength and what the other strengths of the team members, the counselors at the school are. Again with us this morning, Caitlin Bullard and also James Evans with the Rutherford County School System and talking about different programs within the Rutherford County Schools. If you have any questions, you can feel free to text those in at 615-893-1450. James, I know we started this year with a record number of school students. In fact, I think this year we've had the biggest enrollment that we've ever had, right? We are over 50,000 students officially now. We're somewhere near 50,500, depending on whether you count pre-K in that number or not. Uh, but we're definitely over 50,000. And that makes us securely in the fourth position as far as the largest school district in the state. If you combined us with city schools, uh, we are approaching Knox County. So in looking ahead, are, are you able to get kind of an idea of where we're going to be at the start of the next school year with the number of students? Because... I'm sure the county schools are always looking at the number of new homes that are being built, the number of people moving in each month. Are you able to get an idea of how many students to expect next year? So we didn't grow much during COVID, during the, the, high, the high year of COVID. But then the next year, it came roaring back, and we grew by 2,000 students. That was over last year. Uh, and it didn't just happen at the beginning of the school year. People were moving here throughout the school year, so it was a constant growth rate throughout the year. Um, we're not sure if we'll see 2,000 again this year. I think some of that was pent up, just people holding back on sending their kids to school, like maybe their kindergartners, because of COVID. Uh, but we do expect to grow by at least 1,000, if not more, every year continuously. Um, we have an enrollment planner who works with all of the municipalities and the county and the planning commissions and gets a report every month on the number of building permits issued and um, neighborhoods being planned and those kinds of things. And that helps us map out uh, where the growth will be. Uh, it's not just in one area, though. And so some people will say, well, why don't you just build a school where that growth area is? Well, there's, grow there's growth all over the county. Uh, Eagleville, uh, for example, is having a huge neighborhood built out in that area 
which people may not have predicted because it's not really close to the major interstates other than 840. Uh, most of our growth has been along the I-24 corridor, but it's, it's starting to branch out further because people are looking for that land that's not available in that corridor anymore. So when looking at the different levels of school, elementary, middle school, high school, what, what levels are growing the most right now? Middle schools and high schools are the biggest needs that we have right now. So any plans for a, a new high school yet? We, our board is working with the county commission right now on several additions to existing high schools that will expand their capacity. And then we're looking for land all over, uh, spe specifically out in the 840 area, uh, 84096 corridor. Uh, we're still looking for land in that area to build additional schools. Now, going back to Eagleville, which I know you just mentioned, talking about how a new neighborhood is being built out there. Eagleville is, uh, well, the school is somewhat landlocked, but yet they do have a fair piece of land. Is that a school that you would add on to, or would you look for a new location in Eagleville? Uh, there's not been any plans to add on any further right now for Eagleville. They, they've had two additions over the past decade at that school already. And are there other areas out that direction, such as Rockville, where we saw a new high school built not too many years ago, are there any plans for looking for land in Rockville to have a new school? The elementary and middle school had additions that are opening this year on them. Some of that was some supply chain issues waiting for certain things to come in, but those those two schools are getting expanded greatly. Uh, they're looking more for a high school in the 8496 corridor, which would help out several schools, Stewart's Creek, Blackman, and Rockville, help pull some of those students uh, in that very high-density area to help with some of the overcrowding in those schools. And I know the county, they, they have land in the Walter Hill area that was originally planned for a new school, but we haven't seen as much growth in Walter Hill, I don't think. So is that land going to be sold, traded for a different piece of land? Our board has not voted on selling any of that land. They, they bought the land. It's sitting there. We have some other pieces of land around the county that are planned to be a school one day or an addition. Um, but when we have an opportunity to buy land that we think we're going to need, a lot of times we'll do that. Uh, but the Walter Hill land, there are still plans. There are still plans for schools there, uh, unless the board changes their priority. And looking at the virtual school program, how many students are enrolled? in that area. We're about 450 now, is that right, Dr. Boyle? That's correct, but we do have a good number of students graduating um, this coming month in December, so we'll have about 350 at that time. Wow, so about 450 right now within the virtual schools. Is there a limit on how, how much that can grow, the virtual school program? Currently, we're able to accept any student that applies and meets the criteria. Um, at one point, we may reach a limit, but we are not in conversations right now about reaching that limit. And if you are enrolled at the virtual school, you can still be involved in sports from what I understand. Is that correct? That's right. And, and what school would they be playing sports at? That's a great question. I don't know if I know the right answer. There's been some debate about that, but they had to work with TWSAA on that. Uh, and I cannot remember how they how that all settled out, to be honest. Okay. And again, we're talking about the Rutherford County Schools this morning. We've got to take one more quick break. And when we come back, we'll cover some more topics within the county schools. Again, with us this morning, Dr. Caitlin Bullard and James Evans with the Rutherford County School System. Time right now, 8.53. Hi, I'm Dr. Morris. Are you struggling with joint pain? Our board-certified providers at Magnolia Medical can help you achieve relief. Magnolia Medical will pinpoint the best way to treat your pain utilizing methods such as non-invasive therapy and non-surgical drug-free approaches, prioritizing responsible pain management. Magnolia Medical is here to help you live your life to the fullest. Magnolia Medical is located in Murfreesboro off Medical Center Parkway. 
Schedule your appointment now by calling 615-225-9100. That's 615-225-9100. The sunrise puffs up above the horizon. So glad to see you today. I'm Amy Watson. And I'm Ben Hill. Welcome to News Channel 5 this morning. Time to fill your day with something more than a routine. This is Sky 5 Live as uh, every day there's a brand new skyscraper <laughs> going up. This is where we connect. Come on, y'all. We are alive. We are well. We Laugh. <laughs> See the beauty of the morning. When you look out this morning in that sunrise, you get the prettiest. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street, online at tireworld.us. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Time right now, 8.54. You're listening to WGNS, and we're broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios. Middle Tennessee Electric, serving to make life better since 1936 right here in Rutherford County. And once more this morning, we're talking about the Rutherford County School System. And with us today, we have Choice School Coordinator, Dr. Caitlin Bullard, and Communications Director, James Evans, again, both with the Rutherford County Schools. And as we close out this morning, going back to the Choice School program, when can parents start actually putting in applications for their children to go to a Choice School? Applications will open this week on December 1st, and they will run through January 31st as our priority window, and that'll also be the deadline for all of our magnet applications. And once again, all of those applications are available this year in the same place, which will be on our website. So if you go to rcschools.net slash choice, you'll be able to find the application starting December 1st, as well as our school selection guide, which breaks down every school that's available, how many seats they're going to be selecting students for, and the special things that make that school unique. In looking at the magnet schools that we have in Rutherford County, how many, or do you have a ballpark number of how many students have to be turned down just because you've already reached the capacity? Even if the students have met all the requirements, the capacity is just not available. It depends on the school. So we have three magnet programs, Thurman Francis, McFadden, and Central. And it also depends on the grade level. So at our elementary schools, we have more applicants for kindergarten than any other grade. And there are usually a couple hundred students who have applied but are waitlisted due to capacity. And for Central, of course, we have the most applicants in sixth grade and in ninth grade because those are when those grade bands begin. And again, we usually have a couple hundred applicants for each grade band that we're not able to accept or that are placed on a waitlist. And then going back to that title of choice schools what are the different categories of choice schools we have 
So there are five categories of choice schools. There are open choice schools, which are local community schools um, throughout our district. And again, those are from Laverne to Smyrna to Murfreesboro to Eagleville. Then we have our Rutherford County Virtual School. We have our advanced academic programs, such as the International Baccalaureate Program at Oakland, the Cambridge Program at Smyrna. And then we also have our, our academic magnet schools, McFadden, Thurman Francis, and Central. And then we have a charter school that plans to open next year. And then choice school application once more, December 1 through January 31st. And there is a special meeting that will be held in Smyrna, December the 8th. Where again is that meeting? That'll be at Smyrna Middle School in their gym from 4.30 to 6.30. And again, that's our choice fair. So we're excited to have all of our schools that'll be choice schools represented there, as well as many of our community partners and assistance for parents who are applying. Is it recommended that parents bring their children with them if that child is thinking about going whatever direction it may be for a choice school? We would certainly love to see many students there. Um, of course, that's not a requirement, but we do feel like student input, especially in our middle and high schools, will be valuable. And all the information about the choice schools, about the magnet schools, all of that is on the county schools website. James, what what is the website and what do we click? click once we get there so it's www.rcschools.net if you uh, do a forward slash and then put the word choice followed by another forward slash it'll pull up but also on the main uh, photo that's on the website you can't miss it uh, is the choice school guide click there and it'll take you to all the details and for any parents uh, curious today is the first day back in school back in class after the whole thanksgiving break and we have what three weeks left before christmas my three boys reminded me this morning that they have three weeks to get through until they get another break so they're already <laughs> counting down and uh finals those are coming up as well that's right finals start next week the window for finals and then run through that last week before the break and then school will be out and then when school starts back up in january what is the date that the schools will start back up oh you and your specifics so that's <laughs> i believe it's around january 4th but i don't have that in front of me but there's a calendar on our website uh that that parents can always go to and uh, that will tell them all the dates for the second semester sounds good again with us this morning dr caitlin bullard and james evans with the rutherford county schools time right now 8:59. we have more news coming your way next both local and national news in just a minute and uh, thank you both for joining us this morning thanks thank for having us. us again time right now it's nine o'clock it is january 4th <laughs> 